We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome. It's another Panther Rants podcast with your host, Lot Harris. It's uh, Monday. Well, actually, technically, it's going to be Tuesday here in a few minutes. If you're on the East Coast, it's already Tuesday. For me, it's still Monday. It's 11.57 p.m. I'm out in the car on the way to the medical center because... What I need to do requires after hours because pretty much doctors and radiologists do all their readings and things, their dictations during the day and they're just too busy for me to let me have their workstation. And they could go anywhere else to do their readings, but the thing about them is they're creatures of habit like anything else. So, if they don't have their um, the the room that they're in, and you know, that special with that special keyboard, which is like, just probably a junky keyboard anyway, no different. It's got to have their setup pretty much. And if it's not right, then they won't they won't work. They they don't have a function. If they have these, if they have these a different computer, it got the same hardware, exact hardware, same software. Because they're all built the same. But if it's a different room, they don't know how to function. And if it's an area where there's people around, where they're not confined to a, you know, their own space, God forbid they uh, have to uh, you know, look at somebody. So, I'm going to go look at this with the hope of security going to let me in the building. Otherwise, we're I'm fucked, but whatever. It's my last time on call, and my Monday was a disaster to begin with. But we're on the way out now. And, you know, when my own call's over, I have a big honey-do list to do. Of all the stuff that fell behind. Fell, fell behind the wayside. So, Pit wrapped up at spring game. And, you know, like I said, I don't put too much stock in the spring games. And really, if you saw the, um, you know, the injury list of guys that were out, really you can't put too much stock into it because on offense, it was pretty much a skeleton crew because everybody was hurt. Not to mention Pritch breaking, breaking the offensive line. You can tell because, well, look at all the sacks that happened. I 
defense rule of the day. But I wouldn't put too much stock into that because it's a one. One, it's a spring game. And, um, Pitt obviously was missing a lot of its uh, key components on offense. So of course the defense will dominate. You know, on top of that, Pittsburgh in a new an offensive line, new line coach. And yeah, just uh, of course the defense will dominate. And of course they did because the defense pretty much won that game. Yeah, pick six at the end. Obviously, there were some bright spots. Secondary was one thing. Linebackers. Of course, Dane Jackson with a nice pick. He's going to be really good this year. You know, I'm, you know, Kenny Pickett's style line wasn't too bad. It just wasn't great either. But he's not the first quarterback to have a not-so-good spring game. If anybody remembers the 2004 spring game, which was Palka's first year, with the you know, Rutherford, Larry, and all of them going, I think that game pretty much Palka ran for his life. That's how bad things were. And, um... Paco would go on the run for his life the next three years of his career. Because, um... He did pretty well under Walt... Cavanaugh, he wasn't so bad. The first year was a disaster because Paco just was himself. He had a really good senior year. It's just that he ran for his life for most of it. defense was horrible was horrible and no matter how hard you tried it just wasn't good enough but I read that the attendance of the spring game was between eight to ten thousand Lisa I saw I was on Twitter Eight to ten thousand for a pit spring game was pretty good. I mean, it's obviously you know worthy of you know if you have a small you know if you have a small penis or whatever you want to brag about the size of attendance. I mean, I mean, eight to ten grand's pretty good for a pit you know spring game. And, you know, West Virginia can't make fun of pit because they didn't have a spring game. And of course, Penn State will get the, will have their uh, you know their penis in the 
when they have their spring game, when they jack themselves off over to over their uh, high attendance, which will, which will be surpassed by Ohio State anyway. Because Ohio State gets 100k to their uh, spring game. And, and you know, read Twitter and things like that. Pretty much spring games are there for your enjoyment. You get to come back to your university and, you know, catch up with some buddies or go back to the university itself and check about things. You know, you have, um, you obviously have the one guy, the Willard years, Twitter, Twitter handle. He goes, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, for him, it's like Mardi Gras. Shit. I mean, he parties for the spring game and he gets shit-faced the rest of the weekend. And then he somehow limps his ass home back to where he lives, probably Maryland, D.C., I think is where he lives. Yeah. He does it up. I mean, he really does. So, I'll give him that. Bigger man than me. Good Lord. My liver would probably be decapitated. I mean, in the Super Bowl, I had... It was a $2 pitcher of Miller Lite, and shoot, I had about three pitchers of those by myself, and I was shit-faced by halftime, the most shit-faced I've been in probably about 10 years. I was, I mean, to the point where I was knocking, I was knocking furniture over in the, in the bar. And I was just Miller Lite I was drinking. Imagine if I drink some craft beer, good lord. They'd be scraping off the ground. I just can't do that. I, I, I just can't do that crap anymore. But um, one thing. I mean, what's t- if there's anything to take out of the spring game? To be honest, well, you have the defense for one thing. This was a game really for the, especially on offense. It was, for, it, was, it was more of a game for these guys who are low on the depth chart to step up their game and maybe maybe, maybe you know, give themselves some, you know, get, make it a competition. And really just nothing really separated itself. So for them, you know, obviously the disappointment for Pitt you better help these guys get back healthy here soon for fall. And you, know, you can't really, you know, pronosticate what's going to happen in uh, this upcoming season. We, we won't know much until the uh, they actually take the field. I'll be on paper when we're seeing a practice at the spring game. And how they closed out, you know, the last last season. It's looking good. Don't get me wrong. But in the realm of pit football, weird things happen. Like injuries and guys transferring all of a sudden. Because they're just unhappy. A lot, of weird, a lot of strange things happen. I mean, who could forget uh, Pat Bostic? 
the five-star player recruit. Uh, his first few weeks on campus, he ended up leaving. And eventually, the you know, he came back, but he just, you know, eh. He didn't have the career that uh, we hoped for. I mean, he'll always be, you know, the guy who played in the 13-9 game and scored a, th- you know, a blown touchdown on a sneak. But overall, he was a nice guy. Just his career was not didn't live up to a type. All right. So, uh, you know, some more pit football stuff. As I'm rambling on about spring games and all other past memories of lore. The Pitt Penn State game will be a night game. Will be a night game this uh, this coming fall. On a game, and they got the Pirates to change their game, their time. As I said before, like on Twitter, I said, unlike previous ADs, Heather like has some balls. She's a female, but. You know, which obviously, what I said wasn't too PC because, you know, when you have like Bruce Jenner who, uh, you know, who's not a female but has balls, it's obviously a gross now, and it's a gross analogy, and it's an offensive analogy now. So, I'm sure people, I'm sure I'll get people to boycott my podcast, which wouldn't take much at all I mean uh, I mean we're living in a world now where Starbucks is being boycotted I mean in a political realm I mean Starbucks has been pretty much a more of a far left as Clay Travis would say far left you know agenda Yeah, which of course, yeah, they've 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 attached themselves to certain movements. But one thing, uh, you know, the right doesn't seem to get that Starbucks has a a veterans hiring program where they hire veterans. Because we all know how the far right, far right, especially especially Trump supporters, love the veterans. Gotta support the veterans. My dad's a Vietnam vet, but those same people, you know, my dad would get the cut, my dad would ask him to cut his grass for him. They wouldn't be able to bother him by it. You know, they'd be nowhere to be found. They'd disappear. So, teach his own. But, uh, I didn't realize Starbucks, you know, I'm sure it's certain uh, locations. They have a combination on the bathroom. Because the couple, the couple of them I've been to, they didn't have the combination. Or maybe they did, but the door was open, so anyone could go in there and you know, use the restroom. Because I've never really had to ask to use the restroom, especially in Starbucks. I just go in and use it. I mean, what the hell are they going to do? Throw me in jail? Well, you know, I guess now they do that. Use and leave. 
but you know, what happened here, I guess that wasn't the case. You know, it was locked and And suppose they were told to leave, but didn't for whatever reason. You know, that's what they, that's what's been said. I don't know. Like, you have to wait till the facts come out because stuff just gets um, stuff gets reported. It's not the, the, you know, where a story just isn't right. They just throw it out there. I know for a fact when I was in you know when I was in high school, we um, we used to go hang out in front of Denny's by Century Mall, and there's two Denny's. There's the upper Denny's and the lower Denny's. The lower Denny's is by 51. So we'd go hang out there. Eventually the manager would come out and tell us to get the hell out. Which we would do. Until one day, actually, the manager got fed up and called the cops on us. And we were in the other parking lot, I guess. The Toys R Us just hanging out. And the cops obviously found us and called us over and we didn't get arrested for, you know, quote-unquote trespassing. You know, basically, the West Mifflin cop told us was, simp- was simply that he hates getting these calls because they're fucking pointless to him. He hates doing them. So he told us to, uh, you know, basically move the, move the F on. pretty much what he told us <laughs> you know he said move on when you're told otherwise next time I'm going to send one of the rookies to come ta- come handle this matter and obviously the rookies will handle it much different than he will whereas they'll probably cite us make us go to court and do other stuff him on the other hand he's been on the police force for lord knows how long and he obviously just has better shit to do than uh, tell teenagers to uh, to get the hell of a get this you know pretty much to stop hanging out in front of us from from Denny's if you're not going to freaking go in there and buy something. But uh, you know we show a topic a little bit, but as far as uh, Penn State you know the Pitt Penn State game goes. Last time these two teams played in the uh, at Heinz, it was a noon game, which made no sense whatsoever. The only, the only advantage I can see of a noon game is that the drinking it will be, wasn't as heavily, so you weren't going to have you have less fights at that point. Whereas a night game, you're going to have probably some pretty rowdy people. I'm a Marino when the Steers played at the Rivers. I think the 94 game was, yeah, it was an opening game it was 94, 94 we played the Cowboys and um, what I remember for that game was I think it was a 4 o'clock kickoff and um, people just got uh, people were shit faced and there was a whole bunch of fights because, you know, Steers were losing. Of course, there was a bunch of Cowboys fans in attendance. And obviously they were obnoxious as anything. And basically fights broke out. So, it happens. That's one thing I'm going to see is the advantage of having a new kickoff is... 
the sooner you have the game, the more it's easier you can get out, you can get the drunks out. But Heather obviously has some balls and got the game to be a primetime game, but it should be a primetime game. To be honest, 2016 should be a primetime game, but I don't even think we had any AD at that point. I think Scott Barnes was going after that, not before then. He was going not too long after he made the Stallings hire. He was looking for his first ticket out of there. Although he did have a family member that was sick. I think his daughter is battling cancer, I think is what happened. But he made a shitty basketball hire and just skipped town. And now he blocks anybody who criticizes him. So, I don't know what to tell him. You know, Pitts had their problems with, the, you know, trying to schedule their games around the Pirates for years. So it's good to see a, a, you know, a little, little change in this where Pirates are going to bend for us for once. Because this game has a lot more pull than any Pirate game will have all year. I mean, they're obviously winning right now, but it's a long season. Anything can happen. So, of course, you go in a few losing skids. And of course, that record that you once had is um, not as good. But obviously, you know, the Pirates are, you know, the proc will be competitive. I mean, it just, you know, if you're expecting anything more, eh, just do like I did and start watching the Astros. All the Ashes, you know, from most of the time I was been here in Houston, they were pretty bad, and they just started winning recently. I mean, they went to the playoffs before this past year, two years before they went to the playoffs. So the proc was there, and of course, eventually they had to, you know, strike gold then. You know, as far as the Pitt Penn Stadium goes, after this, this will be the last time we see them in Heinz Field for a long time because the series pretty much is going to be gone. I know people want it to resume on a long term basis, but it's not happening. Penn State doesn't want to schedule it, <clears throat> they want to schedule their P5 program, basically, is what it is. So instead of scheduling Pitt as a, you know, for P5, they can go ahead and schedule Syracuse if they want. Or, I guess recently they scheduled Nevada. But Pitt has the backyard brawl coming up. So, let's go have fun with the Hoopies and cut up with them, I guess. Uh, Jeff Capel wrapped up his staff with a hire of Mylon Brown, who was the head coach. I guess last at Holy Cross. I guess Cable staff pretty much is a bunch of guys with, with a lot of head coaching experience. People were hoping he'd bring in the nice recruiter, but Cable is obviously going to be the recruiter. At least the deal closer, I should say. It's hard to say how that's how this is going to work out. We just have to trust the process because we have really no choice at this point.
worst case scenario for Pitt basketball, we fire him in two, three years, and we have, we have, we have go hire another coach. That's the only, that's pretty much your worst case scenario right there, because we don't know how this is going to end up. Just got to wait and see. I mean, they a lot of the guys you brought in, pretty much all of them are head coach, head coach first, pretty much. I mean, we see one. I mean, look at Barry Worson. He was an ace recruiter, and he was a bad head coach. And same with Oliver, you know, not Oliver, Orlando Antigua. He was, you know, he was a really good assistant coach. He was a really good recruiter, and he got a job at South Florida, and he was fired up to the after that because not, not only were they cheating under Antigua, but they were horrible at cheating. <laughs> they, they sucked. They sucked really bad. They were cheating. And they sucked really bad. That's kind of suck. I mean, you're cheating, and your team still sucks. I mean, I, I guess I can, I can only imagine what would happen if they would have played by the rules. But who knows? Maybe if they, if they had played by the rules, they would have won games. Anyways, guys, I'll wrap it up here because I'm about to head to this possible to fix all this crap. Enjoy the rest of the week. I'm sure we'll be talking later of what other fun things come up in the world in, in the world we live in of um, of coffee boycotts and whatnot. But then again, you know what? There, you know, there's people that are all freaked out over this whole Starbucks boycott. It's as, as if they can't go anywhere else to make to buy coffee. There's a lot of places that make better coffee than Starbucks. In fact, in fact, Starbucks coffee hasn't tasted good probably in the last ten years. It's been horrible. Now the Blonde Rose has been bad, but when it first came out, it was really good actually. But lately, it's been bad. So, I mean, if you're having good coffee, I mean, shoot. I got a Chick-fil-A. They have really good coffee. They've, I mean, cause mainly because they've upped their coffee game. I mean, they, they, they went to a third-party vendor who's called Thrive Farmers. They make really good coffee. And, um, of course, you got Dunkin' Donuts. They make really good coffee as well. McDonald's coffee isn't bad. I mean, good part by it is you can get it for a buck. Heck, even the gas station coffee, some of it's better than Starbucks. Because I mean, gas station coffee may not taste as it may be maybe on the same taste quality as Starbucks. Because Starbucks tends to have that ground up cigarette ash flavor. But gas station coffee, you'll be a lot more jittery at times. That's what I love about gas station coffee. And usually, like you know, because of that, I drink coffee black because. If I'm on a road trip, I you know I'll go get the, I'll go to the gas station where the truckers go, because I know that stuff's gonna be really it's gonna be have you wired off the hook. But all right, well, take care, guys. Now I'm finally going. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait.
Auto Trader.